When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Time to talk fight sports. Best man of the job in this country to do that is the best analyst in my books. And that's Mike Angove. Morning, pal. Happy New Year. Yeah, do you, mate? What's going on in the world? Lots. There's, as you know, there is lots going on in the world. I'll keep this one brief, the first question. Can you drive a McLaren? Uh, I'm just going to go fake it until you make it and go, yes. Okay. Well, you look after Izzy on that one. Let's talk about uh, Joshua Ngannou. Ngannou dropped Tyson Fury last year. Uh, I'm beginning to wonder whether this is probably too much of a step forward for Joshua and not Ngannou, who said he wants to be a heavyweight world boxing champion. Look, it's it's long been a, a goal for Francis. Um, he's always been a fan of boxing. Uh, quite clearly, he has that one-punch uh, concussive power. Um, but and you've got to look at the, the two guys who are, who are in the ring. Tyson Fury has a very, very different style from that of uh, Anthony Joshua. And, you know, sometimes it's about how styles match up. And I think Anthony Joshua, he, he's faster. He's physically a lot stronger in terms of his athleticism. Um, and, and, he, and he's got uh, quite orthodox boxing, but he is a very good boxer. Fast hands, very good power, um, you know, well-schooled boxer. So it's going to be quite a different fight. And I think we've got to factor those factors in there. You don't think, though, the sheer presence of Ngannou will help? Because he doesn't look a bad boxer. Uh, no, he doesn't look a bad boxer, but we don't know. And, and that's the thing. We saw a particular style uh, from, from Tyson Fury. He was, you know, the first couple of rounds, it looked like, yep, he was just going to pick him off from the outside and, and um, you know, run away with the fight on points. Um, but you have to have a look at it. Tyson Fury is not a, a heavy puncher in the same way that Joshua is. He's quite a different kind of fighter. Tyson Fury uses his bulk to push people back. He couldn't do that to Ngannou, so he couldn't create punches for his own, couldn't create space for his punches. So we have to factor that in. Anthony Joshua is explosive from the outside. He, uh, you know, he will ask more questions or different questions uh, from the questions that Tyson asked Francis. Do you like the fact that Ngannou wants is in the heavyweight ranks and has impre- already got people going? Oh, hang on, what have we got here? Oh, of, of course, and a lot of the buzz is because he, he essentially overperformed. Uh, he outstripped everyone's expectations against Tyson Fury, and um, he, he showed that power, um, you know, that, that, that he has, and that can make all the difference in the heavyweight division. And I think we need to circle back to that as well, in the sense that Anthony Joshua, for all his skills, uh, and for all his power, all his athleticism, he can be hurt. We saw that with Andy Ruiz, who showed a very good chin and uh, you know tight defense and a very, very good counter left hook. Um, and coincidentally, the punch that uh, Francis throws well is a left hook. <laughs> his, his left hand is, is lethal. So I'm not 
playing down his chances. Yep. I'm just giving you a, a bit of a, a look at the things we need to consider that are different about this fight. Mike, do you do you question Joshua's chin? Uh, I don't question his chin per se. It's not Ray Mercer's chin, definitely yeah. not. Yeah. Um, you know, it's not Oliver McCall's chin, but. You know, uh, look, the, the Klitschko brothers didn't have the world's greatest chin. Lennox Lewis didn't have the world's greatest chin. Uh, you know, there have been plenty of fighters who didn't necessarily have that uh, that Ray Mercer granite chin. They have other attributes. And we know that, for example, Joshua uh, can, you know, he can win a fight off the jab if necessary. He did it against Ruiz, but he also did it against uh, uh, Joseph Parker as well. And their fight, if you go back to it, you know that was a that was a fight dominated by jabbing. Um, so we have to, you know, we have to factor that in. All right, let's stay in the heavyweight ranks for a moment. It would appear, it would appear that Parker's called out Hergovic, and Hergovic might take the bait. What do you think? Well, that's uh, basically what Joe is doing because Anthony Joshua uh, and uh, and. And obviously Tyson, but they're not, he's not going to fight Tyson. But essentially, because Anthony Joshua has been talking about Hergovic and Hergovic being the, uh, the number one contender, I think it's for IBF. Um, he um, he is basically sh- trying to shut down Joshua's options of avoiding him. The best way to do that is to beat everyone in the path. And so I think that's a, it's a very strategic one. I think it's a, it's a winnable fight as well for for Joe. Um, you know, Hugovic has that victory over Zhang. So, uh, and there's, there's something else to to just throw throw into the mix. So the people in front of him are essentially Hugovic and Zhang. Um, you know, so if if he beats Hugovic, that uh, opens some big doors for him. And of course, you've got a factor in probably some Saudi cash as well, which uh, yeah, you which know, ultimately you're a professional athlete to get paid, and that's what uh, Joe and uh, his management team are doing. Mike, can you tell me about Zhang, please? Because I, I've, I've got to be honest with you, I'm a little light on understanding how good this guy is. Um, look, got a very good uh, amateur pedigree. For memory, he's got a, a silver medal at the Olympics. He's a southpaw. He is a little long in the tooth at 40 years of age. Ah. Um, but he bowled over Joe Joyce twice, which is no easy task, as we know, because uh, Joe Joyce stopped Joseph Parker. Um, so, you know, he's got genuine power. He fought with Hergovic, and that was a disputed decision. It was a very close fight. Could have gone either way, to be honest. Um, so we know he's there or thereabouts. The, the age factor, um, it, it's... It's hard to say, you know. He's he's a guy who clearly looks after himself. He prepares himself well, um, and he and he has that power. We, we've seen um, oh, the Cuban fighter whose uh, name escapes me, but he's also a southpaw, uh, Ortiz. We've seen him go late in his career. Um, so, you know, just because he's forty doesn't mean we write him off. He's certainly performing well at the moment. Have you seen a change in the way Parker fights now? We know it was a he played, he fought to a plan against Wilder. But have you seen anything different in what Parker is doing that suggests he could he could jag a belt again? No, actually not jag, win a belt again. Um, look, he, he's continued to grow his skills. Uh, and it's not just he fought to a plan. Uh, if you watch that fight closely, you look at the way he got inside, he... 
he took the leverage away from the right hand. He, lift, he put his left hand under. He shoulder crashed to remove the, uh, the right hand option. So that shows his ability to not just execute a plan, but to institute new skills, skills that we haven't necessarily seen before from him. Um, you know, um, you go back to a couple of, couple of his other fights he was, uh, that, that he had before that. You, you could see him executing different things. So he's a guy who, let's not forget, um, heavyweights come into their prime, you know, 28 to 35. Well, he's very much in his prime right now. And, and to be honest, the, the Joe that won the WBO world title, uh, who's very young at 26, also probably not doing all the right things in terms of, yep. Uh, yep. you know, preparation and focus. And, you know, Joe will tell you that himself. Um, it's very different from the man you see in front of you now who is focused, who understands where he is in the game, who understands uh, what he needs to do. So, you know, look, he, he's proven he's, he's very much in that top five reckoning for my mind. And, uh, you know, he, he's a problem for anyone, um, you know, and you also got to go back to the losses. Um, you know, Joe Joyce, that's a definite problem. But the, uh, the fight against Dillian White, well, we know he got headbutted into, into oblivion there. You know, he lost several rounds. Um, you know, that was controversial. Um, and he came back, almost knocked him out. So that, that's, that's one of his losses. The other loss, of course, is to Anthony Joshua, um, you know, on points. So then you, you only really go to the Joe Joyce loss and you go, well, actually, um, you know, Joe's resume is pretty impressive if you look at who he's fought. You know, he's got that victory over Andy Ruiz. So that is a, an elite level resume that people forget because, uh, as we well know, most pundits know absolutely jack shit about boxing. Um, and uh, I'm quite comfortable in saying that because uh, fans... Uh, they, they they flutter in the wind, um, and they hear someone say something, and then they and then they'll, they'll regurgitate that shit. Oh, and, you know, and we are the worst you know, in this country to do it, the right? Game and be real. We are the worst right, in this country. Look, we are we are we are the country of tall poppies, and I've made it. I'm trying to sort of take this more positive approach about let's start celebrating success and and what does success look like, which means we come to one of the well for me, uh, you know, my, my MMA knowledge is is there or thereabouts, but not as deep as yours. When you saw McGregor say he's coming back to fight Chandler in June at middleweight, what was your first impression? Oh, yeah, I just think they can't be bothered weight cutting and both of them want to fight close to their walk around weight. They'll be, they'll be reasonably fit. Um, but also it's, you know, you got to remember these guys cut a lot of weight and uh, both Chandler and McGregor do that. So, um, you know, they're, they're taking out one element of the camp, which can be quite deleterious. You know, it, it can it can be hard to do that. So, and both of them are very explosive fighters as well. Um, so this is you know one way of. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I guess accounting for that. Um, yeah. Look, I, I I other than that, I don't really know. I think fighters do have an optimum, uh, an optimum weight, and. You know, if they're carrying that extra weight, uh, the jury's still out on, on how that will um, impact them in the actual fight. So, so you're comfortable with with McGregor and Chandler, which is it's middleweight, right? One eighty five is middleweight, which is Izzy's weight, correct? 
Uh, am I comfortable? Um, I find it interesting, um, but I I think both fighters will be in a in a similar category. Um, I think Chandler, who has fought more frequently, will probably uh, ha- have the edge in terms of conditioning and freshness. So it's a it's an interesting sort of scenario, but let's see how it plays <laughs> out. I feel like you're sitting on the fence here. Let me throw another question at you. Do you think the UFC are trying to mine the image of Connor, get more out of him because he, he carries so much just attention with fight fans? Oh, I don't think there's any doubt that um, you know if you've got a if you've got a rock star, you want him you want him working, yeah. you know. Um, if you've got someone who garners that attention, you definitely want to get him involved um, because you know that's ultimately what it's about. If you're in the business of fighting, um, you know, branding and having a fighter who generates interest is, is something that you want. I can't. I still think you're holding out on me, but I'll leave it. I'll, <laughs> I'm going to leave it there because I want to talk about CKB and what's going on in the gym. Uh, and it's more of like a, a medical update, uh, Dr. Angove. Uh, how is Kaikara France and what's going on with his concussion? Uh, well, he's back in the gym at the moment. I'm watching him train as we speak. So, uh, you know, he, he's fine. Um, and I said before quite, fr- quite frequently and reasonably firmly, we don't muck around with concussion. Uh, we, we're, we're a gym who, un, who sadly has, has uh, lost people in the ring. Yeah. So that's not something that we, we mess around with. Um, despite uh, all, uh, you know, frankly, the bullshit that gets talked by, by you know, various athletes, um, it, it's, it's really simple. We've moved on. We understand what yep. brain injuries are and we, 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 we take precautions. It's it's not a sprained ankle. It's not you know uh, it's not an ACL ligament that you can perhaps work without. Um, you know if if the brain goes, you're kind of terminal. So yeah, you know let's you know that that's where we're at. So we're taking a cautious approach. Um, but Kai's back in the gym, um, you know, and, and refreshed, and uh, you know we will we'll, we'll move on. I would also like to add is we ha- traditionally as a gym make a uh, I wouldn't say a habit, but there's, but we're, we're certainly not a, a gym that pulls out because you've got an injury. And a number of our fighters have fought with, you know, reasonably uh, substantial injuries, um, you know, at, at different times. But the brain is yeah. different. Brain injury is different, yeah. and we we need to we need to be very aware of that. No, good call. Uh, where's Carlos Olberg at the moment? What's what's the update uh, there? Oh, he's also in the gym. Uh, speaking of a guy who, you know, fought with a serious injury, um, he had a he had a, um, inf- uh, an infection on the bone in his last fight. Ugh. Couldn't couldn't even could barely walk in in the final week of camp. Uh, so good example of you know walking our talk. He, he got in and had a great performance. So uh, we're just awaiting confirmation of of the next fight. Um, his fight with Reyes has been delayed um, and we've just got to have a quick look and, and see whether, uh, when and where that's going to be rescheduled to um, but Carlos is you know, he's about to be in that conversation in that sort of top 10, top 15 area Does he excite you? Uh, From a fight perspective Mike Well done um, 
<laughs> for a guy whose name was Ladies' Night, uh, I'm sure he attracts some people. Um, boys will be boys. <laughs> yeah, but, but look, he he has he has a little bit of X factor about him in terms of just his, his sheer power. Um, and I can tell you that that is not just his left hand. Um, I I have some brutal bruises and and uh, you know uh, hematomas etc on my arm from holding pads for him. Um, he he kicks incredibly hard. Wow. Um, and he's starting to develop that right hand. So with him, it's 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 really all these uh, natural physical gifts uh, because he's relatively inexperienced in MMA wise. Is is he's very much learning on the job. So, you know, um, but he's doing a pretty good job, you've got to say. No, oh, mate, and, uh, it's impressive. You know, it's impressive. And, 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 he's, and he's, he's now sneaking into that, that top echelon. And, and that is something that, you know, that's where we, we find out whether the, the work that we're doing on the, on the side that perhaps you don't see uh, in the fights, uh, you know, we should start to see that come to fruition. Again, finally, Mike Angove. Mike Angove, uh, is he holding any uh, clinics again around the country to, to impart his wisdom and his ability uh, to other New Zealanders? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm about to go on a, on another seminar run. Um, so, you know, that's uh, just in talks with, with different gyms at the moment and uh, yeah, putting the feelers out there and uh, that's, a, that's a really important thing for us also uh, as a gym is the only way you continue to have strong development is to uh, provide knowledge uh, so that, that coaches can, can grow and mentor as well and that's not just with us. Uh, there, there are some other great coaches out there as well, and it, it's good to get out there and, and share ideas and different perspectives, and uh, that's something I, I really look forward to doing. Can people reach out to you uh, via a website if they if they want coaching personally? Um, well, they can. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm all over um, all over social media. So <laughs> is that yeah, lightning? lightning? So it's Mike under Kingo. lightning, all Mike Ingo. So. All right, so we reach yeah. out that way. Well, lightning, it's always a pleasure talking to you. And again, just thanks for giving us your time, uh, just imparting and letting us know what's what, where you think things are going. And uh, uh, I'm sure we'll catch up this year, mate. As always, so take it easy and uh, have a cracking day in the gym. Just watch your ribs. All right. Yeah, we'll do my best. Cheers, guys. Thank thanks, you. mate. It's ten twenty four. Lightning, Mike Angove.